Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Poetry Superhighway Live. It's Sunday, October 16th. It's our monthly show that we do here, courtesy of Blog Talk Radio. Normally, it's an open reading that you're invited to participate in by calling in and reading your poetry, but today it's a special it's a special occasion. We're culminating our 14th annual poetry contest. With this show, we're going to be announcing the winners of the contest. We had a ton of people submit work. A whole lot of uh, effort went into scoring all the poems. Many, many prizes were donated. And it all comes down today, who won the contest. And I'm going to announce that today. Exciting, isn't it? I can kind of... uh, I can sense your excitement over the Internet somehow. (laughs) That could have just been an electrical surge. I'm not sure. Anyway, hello. Uh, My name is Rick Lupert. It's good to have you listening. Um, Hopefully in a couple of minutes we'll have some of the judges uh, uh, on the line able to uh, share some of their thoughts on having put so much effort into scoring the contest. And a very cool thing, I want to give a big shout-out to all of the sponsors who were on board this year, because thanks again to their efforts, even if you scored... Well, let's put this nicely. If you, Even if you didn't win the contest, uh, you will still get a prize just for entering, regardless of what your score was. So that's something unique we've been able to do here uh, in our contest every single year since we started it. Gosh, 14 years ago? Seems like I haven't even been alive for 14 years. Though, frankly, this morning was kind of dragging a bit. Um, something interesting happening. This this happened. That is, this isn't exactly related to the contest, but uh, I thought it important enough to share with you uh, right here at the beginning of the show. I got one of the new iPhone 4s's, and I don't know if you've been paying attention to that, but it has this new feature called Siri, where you can basically hold it up to your your ear or press a button, and then tell it what you want it to do. You can tell it to call someone. You can ask it how the weather is. Uh, You can ask it about the traffic. Uh, You can ask it uh, existential questions, which which it, in fact, will make efforts to answer. So the very first thing, I I wanted to try out this feature, and uh, I held it up to my ear. I just imported my contacts, and I said, call my wife. And it responded... Which one? You have seven. And uh, then I glanced down at my phone to see the list of people in my contacts who it thought my wife was, or were, I should say. And all of them, all of them were rabbis. All of them began with rabbi such and such, rabbi such and such, rabbi such and such. Which led me to the conclusion, two conclusions, really. One, I know a lot of rabbis for some strange reason. And two, I think that this artificial intelligence component of the iPhone 4S might need a little more work. All right, well, that's uh, that's what I wanted to share with you here at the beginning of the show, just to kind of set the context for the mood that I'm in. Um, uh, so here's the deal. We're going to uh, talk hopefully soon with, with uh, some of the judges of the contest and uh, get their thoughts on uh, on their experiencing their experience in judging this, this year's contest. Um, I'm going to tell you a bunch of information uh, about statistics and things like that, how many people entered, average scores, that kind of thing. Uh, and then we're going to get right down to uh, telling you who won the contest. So uh, the way that we're going to do that is I'm going to announce the top 10 positions. So that means that if you don't hear your name in the top 10 positions, you should assume that you are tied for 11th place. Uh, but there are a number of ties in the top 10 positions. 
And uh, if you hear your name is announced in in one of those spots, you're welcome to call in and read your poem uh, that uh, that's scored. If you happen to be listening and you call in, uh, the number to call in is area code six four six seven one six seven three six two, or else you can also Skype in if you prefer, or there's probably other methods that I'm not even aware of. But only do that uh, if you hear your name announced as one of the top ten scoring poets in the contest. Of course, there's uh, the the winners of the contest are the top three scoring poets, and we'll get to those as well. All right, so. Um, Going to go right into telling you some of the uh, the, the uh, information about the contest. Uh, perhaps you know this already, but I'm going to tell you anyway. Um, first of all, I want to give a huge thanks to our contest judges. We had 498 poems entered in this year's contest, and uh, every single one of them was read individually by our judges. We had three judges, uh, C.W. Emerson from Los Angeles, California, Kathleen Tyler, also from Los Angeles, California, and Nicholas Patron from Syracuse, New York. Now, uh, these judges weren't randomly selected. They happened to be the winners of last year's contest, the 2010 Poetry Contest, as chosen by the judges of that year's contest, who were in turn the winners of the previous year's contest. And that's how we've been doing it for uh, every year of the contest, we've invited the people who've won the contest to uh, be the judges of uh, the current year's contest. And for the most part, people have said yes, including C.W. Emerson, who I believe is on the phone right now. Hi, hi, C.W. Hey, Rick. How are you? I'm doing good, thanks. Thanks for calling in. Um, so you, you're the only judge who um, uh, I, I think was able to make it today, so I really appreciate you spending some time uh, with us this afternoon. That's my pleasure. So, and I want to give you a huge thanks for um, all the work that you did in scoring in, in scoring all the poems that came your way. Um, I know it was a lot of work, and, and uh, uh, I, you know, part of it for you was probably tough because you were, you were uh, out, of, out of town for a bit, and I think came back to, to 10,000 emails from you with, <laughs> with, uh, with poems that needed to be scored. I think more like 12,000, but it was fun. Uh, it was fun, and, uh, you know, it was kind of humbling uh, to see all this work out there, all the talent that's out there, people really uh, being very, very diligent about uh, getting creative and sharing it. Uh, it was it was a wonderful experience, and I appreciated you um inviting me to do that so thank you my pleasure well it's you know it's it's part of uh what what you get uh when you when you win a poetry superhighway contest um um did, I, I i guess it's it's apples and oranges but um uh you had a whole a whole different perspective on the contest this year as a as a judge um uh is, is there any any i don't know how to ask this exactly but um compared to your experience last year in entering the contest uh, is is there some kind of difference, or was it a whole different perspective, or, or what do you think? Well, it was a whole different perspective. I mean, you really feel a lot of responsibility to to read things carefully and to uh, take a whole lot of different things into consideration. So the perspective was was completely differently. As an entrant, you know, for me, I just would I just remember taking a bunch of things I thought were my best stuff and throwing it out there and seeing where it sticks and then there's no more responsibility but as a judge no you have to take it quite seriously and um it's that balance between what i might like personally and then uh what i think is a well-crafted piece of work um many of the poems that that i scored fairly highly um might not have necessarily been to my taste it might not be the, the kind of work i like so much but um, you have to put that aside to some extent and take a look at the craft and take a look at the art uh, that goes into the pieces. So, no, totally different experience to be on this end, I'll tell you that. Well, it's glad to hear you you uh, you say that uh, regarding, you know, looking at pieces that aren't necessarily your your chosen style or what you, what you would go and pick up a book of to, 
to read. I, I know I go through the same thing when I'm reading uh, the the weekly submissions for Poet of the Week. Uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff that I like, and there's a lot of stuff, um, you know, that isn't my first choice and what I w- I would choose to read. But but I also make an effort to really look at it on its own terms, you know, and give it a fair shot for, you know, being a great example of what it is, you know, in in making a decision about whether to to put it up. So it's really great, and I'm sure comforting to anyone listening right now who might have who might be entering uh, to to have heard that from you as well. Yeah, I think it's uh, important, and I've, I I know that Kathleen and Nick uh, take the same kind of thing into consideration. And uh, you know, what's really interesting to me this year is that uh, I don't know if you've talked about this because I just heard a little bit of the of the show as I called in, but with not having a tie this year, uh, we didn't have to do a final round. So um, I'm going to be excited to hear uh, exactly what the final outcome was, just like everybody else. Yeah, I hadn't mentioned that yet, um, as a matter of fact, but that is, um, that's never happened before um, in the contest. There's always been poems that have tied um, in, you know, one of those first three top spots, and there, there's always had to have been a second round of scoring. And so with that in mind, the judges have always had a clue, you know, as to at least a couple of the poems that have been that have scored and i I've, i always was kind of sneaky about it when there when there was a tie i wouldn't tell the judges you know what the position was you know well these two poems you know tied for one of the positions you know that kind of thing so you know even even in that round it you know there might not have been a tie for the first place so they they didn't know so so yeah i guess you're you're pretty in the dark right now I am. I am. I, but I, you know what? Now that you say that, I've got a couple of ideas. A couple of poems, even from the very early submissions, have stuck with me. I can think of uh, three or four in particular that, uh, you know, they just linger in your mind. And I think that's a really good sign that that poem has a life of its own or may take on a life of its own for me and for other readers. Uh, and so I'm going to be... Uh, I'll be kind of surprised if those three or four or five poems that are lingering with me and in an especially strong way don't make it to the top ten, at least. We'll see. You never know. I mean, it's it's three different judges with three different sensibilities. And, um, you know, in having been able to see all the scores, you know, I, I've seen, you know, many times in the past, including this year, a particular poem be given a very high score by one judge and a very low score by another. Um, so it really, you know, and sometimes you're all on the same page and, and very close. So you really never know. Um, uh, and, and I think that's, it's it's kind of important to have those three different sensibilities. Um, again, kind of going back to what we talked about, because it gives every poem of every style kind of a, it's a, the best chance to, to, to be understood and, and appreciated by whoever's reading it. You know, and the other thing, uh, not only the uh, the poems that come in different styles and different sensibilities, one of the things that I was impressed by uh, was some of the f- uh, some of the more formal forms that showed up. Uh, hmm. Mostly free verse, but you know there was a pantoum here and there thrown in, and that's pretty highfalutin stuff. So, <laughs> you know, hats off to people that are they're uh, they're working their sestinas. Uh, I didn't even know what that was until about a year and a half ago, so pretty impressive. I, I'm, I'm quite confident, uh, I've said this on this show before, but uh, my friend Brendan Constantine, a local poet, uh, described a sestina as a, as a form of literary torture. <laughs> <laughs> Very complex form. Um, all right, so before I let you go, let me, um, you know, just getting into just a little bit of the specifics, was there anything... Um, you know, I, I'm sure there are poems that you scored lower. Was there anything in particular that turned you off about about uh, about some of the stuff that you read that really affected you know getting the the score going down? Well, I mean, I think the first most basic things were misspellings or or that didn't seem intentional. You know, I mean, I think you have to keep your eye out for when people break form as well intentionally, but. Uh, there, there were a few pieces that just didn't feel finished, didn't feel, um, uh, didn't feel carefully looked at in that way, or um, a few things that uh, that felt a little first drafty, like uh, there was promise there, but 
going back and, and, and honing and recrafting the poem would have strengthened it. So uh, some of those submissions, I think, got knocked down a little bit in, in terms of scoring. Um, but as I say, you know, it was what was really hard about it was that early on, I would I would pre- I would do a preliminary score of a lot of the batches of poems that they came in because I wanted to, I, I didn't know if I should be kind of grading on a curve, quote unquote, or not. So mm-hmm. it was hard to know initially what uh, how to how to take this, and I have a feeling that I might have scored lower than Kathleen and Nick uh, on my particular curve, but hopefully it all comes out in the wash. Uh, but the ones that the ones that speak to you in, in a universal way and feel like they have some kind of a polish, even if it's a rough polish, if you know what I mean, mm-hmm. um, those were the ones that stay with you, and those are the ones that I think kept uh, I crept up into the higher realms of the scoring. And uh, but you know, uh, it's 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 easy to be dismissive if you rush through this and. Um, when something wasn't hitting me right or correctly, I, I would try to take the time to go back again, read it a second, third time, see if it was, see if I was being somehow subjective in a way that didn't appreciate what the poet was was meaning to do or might have successfully attempted to do, despite having it go over my head. You know, that can happen. That's 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 great to hear. I you know, and again, I'm sure comforting to the people listening. And I I, I wish uh, I wish wish Kathleen and Nick were able to 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 be on and to to be able to comment on that. But it sounds like you went really above and beyond to make sure that you were checking out these poems on their own terms. I mean, and getting so many poems, I you know, and and hearing that you read over them multiple times is is just you know. Uh, Really, it's just above and beyond the amount of work that you did, and I just want to thank you so much. Well, it's a pleasure. I, I, you know, I think, I think, uh, I think the people who work so hard on their on their work uh, on their pieces deserve that kind of consideration, and and again, that kind of. I mean, I've I've tried. I don't. I, I don't think you can truly be humble when you call yourself humble. I think that kind of that kind of zeroes out your humility. But um, I did try to sort of come at this with a with a beginner's mind and just be humble, and and uh, I've come away with it with a, a renewed sense of uh, respect and admiration for the community of poets out there at every level. I mean, I know we got things. I don't know this for certain, but it certainly would seem to me that we got submissions from people who've been published multiple times and that were operating at a very very high professional level and and uh, probably some poems from people uh, really uh, like myself, quite honestly, who I don't have that, that long of an established track record. I'm just starting now to get my own publications going and to get comfortable uh, reading publicly. So, um, you know, wonderful things, I think, can come out of uh, people's work at every level of, of experience and expertise. So I'm, I was very, very pleased to, to participate in this, Rick. And I, I hope that uh, I hope that the top three winners this year are going to take up the mantle and, and, and participate because it certainly was worthwhile and lots of fun. Well, I'm glad to hear it was a good experience for you. And, and, and speaking of being comfortable reading your poems cu- publicly, I, I would just like to remind you that I hosted a, a reading <laughs> every week that you, that you are more than welcome to come and uh, and uh, and share your work out. I'd I'd love it if you if you get the chance to at some point. Thanks, I'd love to. I know I've been absent. I think it's it's Cobalt, right? On a Tuesday night? Is it Friday? Right. It's one of those nights. Or right? Tuesdays. It's on a Tuesday Tuesdays. night. Cobalt, nine o'clock, Canoga Park. Uh, anyone listening is welcome to come down. Uh, certainly you as well, Chris. Um, all right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna get on to uh, 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 giving the info that uh, everyone wants to hear and the statistics and all that. So I appreciate again you um, all the work that you did and for you taking some time today to uh, to call in as well. Great. It's my pleasure. Good luck, everybody. Thanks. Okay. It was, uh, C- Bye. Bye. So it was uh, C. W. Emerson from right here in Southern California. Um, who uh, uh, worked very diligently, very humbly uh, uh, to score all of the poems that came in. Uh, again, just so thrilled to hear how much time he spent with the poems and the effort that that he took to really judge it, uh, to, to look at them on their on their own terms. There were so many different styles that came in from people of all levels, and um, and I, I think he really hit the nail on the head. It, it would be very easy to to look at 
you know, these kind of poems and just say, you know, I don't like that and move on. Um, and and Chris really made an effort to to not do that, and uh, and I'm sure the other judges do as well. But I hope uh, all of you who, who are listening, who were entrants in this contest, regardless of whether you uh, win or not, will will take some comfort in that and knowing that that your work was really uh, looked at and thoughtfully uh, thoughtfully scored. All right, well let's get into some of the some more uh, thanks. So I've just uh, th- thanked the judges. I also want to thank. Um, the many, many sponsors uh, that we had. There were 36 sponsors this year. Uh, last year we had 34 sponsors, and they donated 123 prizes, um, which means that every single, like I said at the beginning of the show, and as we've been able to do every single year of the contest, every single person who entered will get a prize just for entering. Um, so... Uh, there's so many different things. There's poetry books and subscriptions and uh, to to magazines. There's there's photography that's been donated. There's um, just a bunch of really cool things. Some people were very very generate, generous, uh, donating many many things. And some people donated just a few things. But like anything, it was 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 great. And it and it just kind of expanded the community of this poetry contest um, a lot. And I hope that if you entered. Um, you take some consolation that you're going to get something just for having having done that. Um, and uh, later today, uh, it's kind of a lot of logistical and administrative work on this end, but um, I hope by later today I will have sent um, all of the sponsors uh, the information on where to send all of the different prizes that they donated. You'll be receiving the, your prize directly from the sponsors. And I, I also hope that later today that all of you who entered will get an email from me letting you know exactly what prize that you specifically will be uh, getting as well. <laughs> we'll see. Lots of things can happen here in this house, including uh, including things involving a three-year-old, which, uh, which kind of uh, takes precedence over uh, all other things. So um, anyway, look for that information coming up. Soon. So thank you so much to all of the sponsors who who really I'm sure inspired some of you to uh, enter the contest knowing that you would get something just for entering. Um, I can't thank the sponsors enough. You can see the full list of who they are uh, by going to the contest page, and all of the sponsors are there, including every single prize that they entered. Just go to PoetrySuperHighway.com, and when you're at the main Poetry Superhighway menu, click on 2011 Contest, and you can see all the info there. So let's see. I thank the sponsors. I thank the judges. And uh, I want to thank all of you, all of you who are listening and all of you who entered the contest. We had 119 poets enter this year's contest, entering 498 poems. Uh, So those numbers, uh, they're up and down from last year. Last year, we only had 93 poets enter. This year, 119 uh, so a lot more people entered the contest, though fewer poems were entered, uh, which means that each poet on average was uh, sending less poems than last year. Last year we had 538 poems entered, this year 498. So the way that it works, uh, as you know, uh, everyone pays a $1 per poem entry fee. That money is then divided uh, among the top three scoring poets. So I'm just going to go ahead and throw in two bucks and up that to 500 uh, entries just because the math is, e- <clears throat> is easier, which means that the uh, first place winner, whose name I'll tell you later on, uh, will win half of that money, 50%, $250. The second place winner will win 30% of that money, which is $150. And the third place winner will win 20% of that money, which is So that's pretty cool for entering poems into a contest, don't you think? Um, And, of course, uh, there's a lot of other prizes going out as well. Um, So we had poets also from all over the world entering, um, which is not uh, a unique occurrence to this contest. We've had poets from literally all corners uh, of the earth, which, of course, makes no sense because there are no corners on a spherical planet, are there? We had, uh, of course, many, many people from the United States enter. We had poets from Canada, um, various countries in the United Kingdom, including Scotland and England. 
We had poets from Israel enter. We had poets from Australia enter. And poets from Germany as well. So um, <laughs> lots and lots of continents represented here in our contest this year. How about the average poem scores? Perhaps I can tell you that information. Well, um, as you may know, uh, if you were uh, paying attention to the uh, first contest broadcast in which we um, announced, uh, in which we spoke with the judges and talked about how the contest is working, but all of the poems were sent blindly to the three judges. Blindly meaning, uh, uh, not that I put a blindfold on, but... um, uh, your names were removed from the poems. And, and each uh, day, I sent them all of the poems that I received entry fees for that day. So if you paid by PayPal, your poems went off that day. But if you paid by check, your poems would go off when your your check arrived. Um, so uh, on any given day, the judges would receive, you know, sometimes one poem, sometimes 30 poems. Uh, all in one batch, um, all um, combined with all of the people who entered that day. Um, and their task was to score the poems between zero and five points using quarter-point intervals. So the lowest possible score was zero, highest possible five, and it could be anywhere, any quarter-point interval, you know, 1.25, 1. 1.5, 1.75, 1. 1.75, uh, et <laughs> So the average poem score this year uh, in fact, was one of the highest average poem scores that we've had um, uh, since I've been keeping track of that, which is since 2006, and it was 8.31. That was the average poem score out of 15. Last year it was 7.62. Um, the lowest average score I see was 5.938, and that was in 2007. And the highest was 2006, when the average score was 9.032. So this was um, the second highest average score. Now there were uh, there was seven or eight earlier years of the contest, and I, I just uh, I haven't didn't keep those uh, records, so I, I can't tell you relative to that. But doing pretty well at least for the last six years. Um, highest uh, one of the highest average scores. Um, so we only had one round of scores, and um, as I mentioned uh, earlier when I was talking with Chris. Um, every other year, there'd been some kind of tie for the top three scoring positions, and so there there had to be a second round of scoring. So uh, I uh, don't need to tell you about the second round of scoring because it didn't happen. But um, uh, in the first round of scoring, the highest score that a single poem received, again, out of 15, was 14.25. And that, in fact, uh, since 2006, is the highest score um, of all um, that any single poem has received in the first round of scoring. Um, the, lo- uh, the lowest in of the highest scores is 13.25. Um, and that was, oh, I'm sorry, uh, look again, it's 12.5. That was the lowest of the highest scores in 2007, if that makes sense. I think I've just confused myself telling you that. Um, so what about the lowest score? The lowest score this year was three points out of uh, out of 15. Um, and that's actually also among the highest of the low scores um, over the past uh, six years or so. The very lowest score of a poem that was received over the last, since 2006, was 0.5. And that was in 2007. So quite a range uh, in the history of the contest. Of course, every year there's a different set of judges. Um, so their sensibilities are different, and the way that they score uh, poems is different as well. All right, well, ladies and gentlemen, I could uh, just go on and tell you a million other things, but I think I've I've told you everything I need to tell you about the contest, and it's probably time that I tell you who won. So, here we go. Um, I see a lot of people in the chat room, by the way. Normally in the chat room, people are chatting and uh, expressing their excitement, etc. So um, uh, no one has said anything except me at the beginning. Hi, everyone. So, you know, if you're in the chat room, you might as well say hi to each other. Uh, that's all I'm saying. Um, so this is important. I'm going to go through the um, top ten positions. There's a number of these positions where multiple poets have, have tied in those scoring spots. And if you hear your name mentioned in those top ten positions, I want you to call in 
and uh, if you want to, I suppose, and you can read that poem uh, on the air. The number to call in is 646-716-7362. So this is great. Normally we have people called in by mistake because usually we have an open reading, but no one is, is on the line right now, which is great, which means that anyone calling in will be someone who hears their name. So I hope it's you. I hope it's you listening. Good luck, everyone. So... Wait, hold on a second. I just want to do this one thing. Oh, I don't have it. Never mind. I thought I had a drum a drum roll effect, but I don't. I just have an applause effect. But that wouldn't be appropriate for this time. Um all right. Sorry. I'm uh, I'm uh, I'm annoying you all at this point. I can tell. Um so, in the 10th position, um scoring uh, uh out of 15 points, 10 point Seven five points. Seven poets tied with poems scoring that high. And those poets are. Can I get you guys to make your own drum roll where you are? Thanks. From Brookline, Massachusetts for the poem Referencing Rain, <laughs> the poet. Wow, I don't know how to pronounce this at all. <laughs> This is not a good sign. Tichaona Chinyelu. So if that's you, call in and congratulations on uh, rising to that point in the contest. Um, from Matula, Israel, for his poem Floods Again, also tied in 10th position, John Michael Simon. Congratulations, John. From Walla Walla, Washington. Which I've never had the occasion to say, so I'm I'm so thrilled that this has happened today. For the poem "Cats Don't Wear Hats on the Boardwalk in June," Don Bellinger, congratulations, Don! You're tied for tenth place out of 119 poets. Uh, <clears throat> also in tenth place from Dumfries and Galloway, Scotland, from the city Penpont, there. For the poem Janice, Hugh McMillan. Congratulations, Hugh. From Rialto, California. For the poem When I Read Ramus, Shirley Walker. From Lloyd Harbor, New York. For the poem Sea Choirs, Linda Benningoff. Congratulations, Linda. And finally, the last poem in 10th place. From Cambridge, Massachusetts, the poem A Monk Gone Larking, Tomas O'Leary. Or it could be Thomas, but there's no H there, so I'm a little, just want to cover the bases. Uh, so, congratulations to, uh, wait, hold on, this is appropriate now. Yes, thank you. Congratulations to uh, all the poets who scored in uh, 10th place. It's no small feat. 119 poets entered, and there was a wide range of scores, so uh, so very good. All right, we're going to move on to um, – and I don't see anyone called in, so I'm guessing that no one, none of those seven poets uh, who happen to be listening uh, to the show right now, uh, and that's okay. All right, in ninth place, uh, the ninth place score was 11 points. We have four poets uh, tied for ninth place. Uh, And here they are. Uh, From Sunland, California, for the poem Manifesto 100, Just Kibbe. Congratulations. From North Hampshire, United Kingdom, I'm not sure what island that's on. (laughs) For the poem, my friend, Kathy Lambie. Congratulations, Kathy. Well done. Also, with 11 points, from North Hollywood, California, for the poem, Cleveland, Radimir Luza. Congratulations, Radimir. Radimir's a guy I know. He's a a, a regular at the Cobalt Cafe, where I host a weekly reading, and I, I see him around at readings a lot here, so... Thanks for entering, Radimir. Congratulations. Ninth place. From Eli, Minnesota, for the poem Loss of Will, The Loss of Will, Vincent O'Connor. 
Congratulations. That, ladies and gentlemen, is ninth place. That's going to get old quickly, isn't it? Uh, I th- I kind of thought it got old uh, when I did it the first time. I-, I kind of thought it was old when I was just thinking about doing it, playing the applause sound effect. Um, all right, moving on to eighth place. Just a reminder, if you are um, in one of these top ten scoring positions, I'd love for you to call in to congratulate you personally and for you to have the opportunity to read your poem. Uh, what's a poetry show without actual poetry? Uh, <coughs> uh that's really rhetorical. Um, the number to call in is 646-716-7362. You can also uh, click the Skype button on the page uh, and uh, and get in that way as well, which is a good thing to do if you live uh, on another continent uh, and 646 may be an uh, extremely long-distance call for you. All right, we're moving on to eighth place. I hope you're ready for this. Uh, There were five poets tied in eighth place, all scoring 11.25 points. So you can see from these uh, 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 poems, there's only a quarter point difference between all of these positions. Um, And that goes all the way up uh, through fifth place. Uh, And between fifth and fourth, there's a bigger, uh, bigger jump. And we'll get to that shortly. So uh, in eighth place with 11.25 points, from Liverpool, New York, congratulations to Rachel Eikens for the poem Unborn. Uh, from Westerly, Rhode Island, with 11.25 points. Uh, for the poem Euclid with Red Hair, Edgar L. Thornton. From Thousand Oaks, California, for the poem Three Days Out, congratulations to Maggie Westland for scoring so high in this year's contest. From Morristown, New Jersey, for the poem Nine Ways of Looking at Dawn, Phil Lane. Congratulations, Phil. And finally, from Desert Hot Springs, California, the poem Pantoum for the New Millennium. Ah, Chris was right. There was a pantoum. It's even in the title. Pat D'Alessandro. Congratulations, Pat. All right, we do have a – that's your eighth place (coughs) scoring uh, uh, position – before we get on to seventh place, I do have uh, someone who's called in. Hello, who am I talking to? Anybody there? And they're gone. All right. Don't know what to say about that. <clears throat> I guess they uh, decided that they they. I don't know what they've decided. We're moving into seventh place now. Congratulations again to eighth, ninth, and tenth. Seventh place scored 11.5 points. Again, only a quarter point difference between the previous scoring position. Uh, Two poets tied in seventh place. From San Francisco, California, for the poem Freeze Tag in the Morgue, Dennis J. Bernstein. Congratulations, Dennis. What a cool title. How big is a morgue? That you can run around and play freeze tag, or maybe you're referring to the uh, the corpses, which I guess are already kind of frozen. I'm gonna have to go back and take a look at that poem, so I know what I'm talking about here. Uh, from St. Louis, Missouri, for the poem "Crackling Again." Congratulations to Donal Mahoney. Congratulations, Donal. All right, uh, that's your seventh place position. Uh, I see the oh, they're gone again. Never mind. I thought we were really going to be able to do it this time, but the uh, caller has dropped. Uh, All right, moving up to sixth place. In sixth place, we only have one poet. One poet in sixth place. uh, With 11.75 points. Just a quarter point above the previous position. From Los Angeles, California. For the poem, Tea and Oranges, congratulations to Charlotte Innes. Charlotte, I can see you in the chat room right now. You should call in and read your poem. Um, And I see that we have the 111 caller back. Uh, Nope, they're gone again. Awesome. They're just playing with me. This is like ding-dong ditch here. They show up in 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 the switchboard, 
and uh, and they disappear as soon as I go to click over. So so uh, if you want to call in, the number is 646-716-7362. Oh, they're back. Let's see if this works. Hello, is anybody there? Yes, this is Maggie Westland in Thousand Oaks, California. Maggie, congratulations. Thank you. On scoring so high in the uh, in the contest. So do you have your poem three days out? I do indeed. I need to turn you down so you don't get feedback, though. Here we go. Yeah, yeah I could hear myself in the... In yes. the, in the there's a little bit of a delay uh, between the... Uh... Sure. Anyway, go ahead. Let's hear it. Okay. Three days out. The sounds have seemed the same. Freight trucks burn the pavement. Horns protest or sirens slice the calm. Across the court, a newscast clogs the air. A voice, perhaps, a laugh. The constant hush of tires. Shoes click clapping on the walk below. Downstairs, the tap goes on, shakes pipes awake. A door unlocks. A cough explodes, then fades against the cricket talk. Another pair of feet pecks at the walk. Electric whine of clock and frigid air. All is the same except the small sound of your eyes when they awake is gone. That's it. Are you still there? Hmm. Uh, here I am. Sorry, I, I turned oh. off the mic because I had to cough. Um, uh, which I thought I was being nice about, but uh, uh, I guess that didn't work out in the end. Um, Maggie, great poem. Congratulations on scoring uh, so highly in this year's contest. Thanks very much. And uh, you, you live so close to uh, uh, the Cobalt, uh, kind of, uh, where I host a, an open reading. I hope you, you come by some Tuesday night and read some more work. I'll be back. I've been there before. Cool. See you soon. All right. Bye-bye. Take care. That's... Uh, Maggie Westland uh, from Thousand Oaks, California, who uh, who scored uh, tied for eighth place for her poem Three Days Out. I've got a three two three. I've got a three two three caller on the air. Hi, is this Charlotte? Yes, it is. Hi, Charlotte. Hi. It's it's so funny because you emailed me yesterday saying you didn't think you were going to be able to tune in or call in, and you didn't think you were going to score that high anyway. So what was the point? And here you scored sixth place in the contest. Well, thank you. Thank you. I'm very honored, Rick. <laughs> um, thank you. So let's hear your poem. Oh, okay. I should just say there's a, a body part in it. Is that okay? Uh, absolutely. I... Okay. Okay. Um, tea and oranges. When the singer with the sequin peace sign on her black dress sang tea and oranges, I could not stop my tears. I'm not sure why. Why now? It's almost 40 years since you and I would lie in bed eating oranges and drinking tea, even before we knew the song, although I think that dreamy western had just come out with the whore and the bordello owner, the endless rain, the woman and her opium, and the same melancholy music. In the tiny upstairs room of a converted almshouse, on the city's edge, tea and oranges became our ritual after making love. The words were new then, squished together on the narrow bed, sucking juice and sipping tea like two conspiratorial children who'd stolen milk and biscuits for a secret midnight feast. We'd snuggle close against the velvet headboard and steal a few more kisses before you had to leave. You were the first to see me wholly naked, to whisper cock-erect across the room, you're beautiful, but then your smile, your confident display of all you were, seemed almost threatening. I crossed the room and hugged you like a fearful child, an act of restoration, and so you knew, and picked me up, and gently set me down on the pink and white flannel coverlet, and kissed me for a while, and then came pain, but you were tender, and I got hooked on that. So even the wildest sex would later seem a gentle thing, a child's secret, to store away for times when nothing else made sense. My turn. <laughs> that was great. So nicely read. Uh, so great to hear it uh, in your voice, Charlotte. Um, Thank you. I should, I should let you know I prefer poems that uh, espouse body parts. Um, <laughs> 
And uh, I, I really appreciate you entering the contest, and I'm so glad you were able to call in and 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 listen to the show and read your poem as well. Well, as I said, it's an honor, Rick. Thank you. No problem. All right, I've got one more person calling in and, and waning time to get to the rest of the uh, winners, so thanks so much for calling in. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. All right, that was Charlotte Innes, uh, also from Los Angeles, California, um, who uh, uh, scored in sixth place with her poem, Tea and Oranges, which she, she just read. And, of course, that caller just uh, just disappeared as I um, <laughs> rushed Charlotte off the phone. So uh, there you go. We're going to move on to fifth place, the top five, ladies and gentlemen. Um, fifth place is the last uh, position in which uh, there was a tie. Um, the uh, fourth, uh, the first uh, top four spots, all single poems rose to uh, those scores. So in fifth place, uh, the fifth place uh, score was 12 points out of 15. Again, only one quarter point higher. Uh, the next possible, you know, total higher than uh, sixth place. So you can see uh, how how high uh, uh, these uh, poems really did score. Uh, five poets tied uh, for the poem. Uh, the Art of Renaissance 2008 uh, from Sunnyvale, California. Former winner and judge of the Poetry Superhighway Contest, Elaine Lockie. Congratulations, Elaine. Glad to still have you participating uh, in our contest. I'm also in fifth place with 12 points from Esco, Minnesota for the poem one, Liz Minette. Hope I'm pronouncing that rightly. Rightly? <laughs> Thank you. Uh, congratulations, Liz. You did really well. Um, from Los Angeles, California, for the poem Becoming, one of my favorite poets, Douglas Richardson. Congratulations, Richard, D- Richardson. I, I'm just not good English today, me, no? Uh, Douglas is a Los Angeles poet who uh, participates in readings and such, who I've had the honor of see read a few times, and uh, definitely check him out. Congratulations on scoring so high in the contest, Douglas. Um, also in fifth place from Peter Peterborough, New Hampshire, from the from the poem "Mushrooms Grumble," William Dureski. I guess if you eat enough mushrooms, they 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 do start to grumble. Uh, congratulations, William. <laughs> and finally, in fifth place from Poinette, Wisconsin, for the poem "Great Horned," also a former. Uh, a judge and and uh, winner of the Poetry Superhighway Contest, F.J. Bergman. Thank you so much, F.J., for coming back to the contest as well. That's your fifth place winners, ladies and gentlemen, all with 12 points. All right. Now it gets kind of fun. Uh, only one person in each of the next four spots. Um, in fourth place, with 13 points, which is a full point higher than um, the previous position. And the first instance in the scoring of this contest uh, that there was more than a quarter point interval uh, between the scoring positions. From Los Angeles, California. A lot of Los Angeles winners. Anyway, um, for the poem... Seven Contradicting Fables About Stones. Richard Bailey. Congratulations, Richard. Well done. All right, I see the uh, 111 is back. Is anyone there? Nope. All right, maybe uh, maybe you should try to um, call a different way. Use a landline, something of that nature. All right, again, if any of you uh, have heard your name uh, mentioned so far in the top... Uh, well, in 4th in through 10th place, please call in and share your poem. The number is 646-716-7362. We're now going to move to the top three scoring positions. And uh, those these are the three people who won the contest. Uh, <clears throat> rose to the very top, uh, who will get the cash prize in addition to their share of the... Uh, prizes which were donated by the many, many sponsors. And these three people will also be invited to judge next year's contest as well. So, 
Wait, hold on a second. 111 is back. Let's give him another shot. Anybody there? Caller, are you there? Nope, not there. Disappeared as soon as I... I should just give up on that. In third place, the third place winner of the 2011 Poetry Superhighway Contest, with 13.5 points, a full half point, two scoring positions above the previous scoring position. From Memphis, Tennessee, for the poem Birds, Buxton Wells. Congratulations, Buxton. Great poem. Absolutely great poem. Alrighty. We're down to the top two. We are down to the top two. From this is this second position is is really a pretty unique winner, I have to say, because as you know, every year there's a different set of judges. So when someone manages to score in the top three positions three separate times, this being the third time for this individual, with three completely different sets of judges, you know that this is a hell of a poet. So in second place, the second place winner of the contest from Tuscott, Nova Scotia, Canada, for the poem Bargain, a repeat customer, Brenda Levy-Tate. Congratulations, Brenda. Well done. She was a judge of last year's contest and also um well actually i i put this in the uh, email which will go out if you're on the uh, poetry superhighway uh, email us but i it might have been the 2007 contest which she uh, also uh was the judge of so um wow isn't that amazing three completely different sets of judges picked brenda levy tate's poems to score in the top three positions in three completely different contests. So congratulations, Brenda. That, I'm sorry if you're sick of this. Uh, that deserves. You can see why I'm not winning any poetry contests. Uh, I just I just don't feel uh, limited to the words in the English language, I think, uh, I think is what it is. <laughs> uh, so that does deserve applause. All right, uh, the caller, you're back. Anyone there? Nope. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, it's time. It's time to find out who won the 2011 Poetry Superhighway Poetry Contest. Are you ready? That's the hard part about radio. You can't really tell if anyone is saying yes to your question. I mean, you don't have a live audience who can raise their hand or say yes or anything of that nature. So I just assume that you're ready. Uh, The poem scored 14.25 points, which is only a quarter of a point higher, the the next uh, next scoring position above where Brenda scored. Uh, from Hedgesville, West Virginia, for the poem Radio Silence, Amber Decker. Congratulations, Amber. You have won the 2011 Poetry Superhighway Contest. All right, I'm going to use the applause one more time just because I do have a few more minutes left in the show. Uh, I just I feel uh, certainly the first place winner deserves uh, deserves a, uh, a round of applause. So congratulations to everyone who entered uh, the contest. Um, this was a very successful contest. Um, all of the judges um, uh, scored their poems uh, um, diligently. They came back on time. There were so many great poems that were entered. Every single person is going to get a prize uh, just for entering. Um, again, if any of you happen to be listening right now who entered the contest, um, who uh, scored in the top ten positions, uh, do feel free to call in in these last couple minutes that we have, 646-716-7362, and I'd love to have you read your poem. Uh, a huge congratulations to Buxton Wells for coming in third place with his poem, Birds, uh, to Brenda Levy-Tate uh, for her poem, Bargain, for coming in uh, second place, and to Amber Decker for the poem 
Radio Silence for coming in first place. Congratulations to all of you. So this means, by the way, we had two judges uh, from Los Angeles th- this year, uh, that next year, if all three of these judges, uh, <coughs> I'm sorry, if all three of these winners agree to uh, judge next year's contest, that none of them will be from Los Angeles. So don't think that it's Los Angeles skewed or anything. All right, do have a caller from the 304 area code. Hello. Hey, Rick. This is Amber. Amber, congratulations. Thank you so much. I was holding my breath the whole time. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. I don't think I've ever actually had the winner of the contest listening to the show, so this is pretty cool. Would you love? Would you like to read your poem? Ah, oh, yes, I would. Please do. Okay. Radio silence. I've told you what I can. Nuzzled your poor old wounds into something manageable. I have collided with the blasted desert and sat with you in the rain while you screamed. You tell me you left your brother alone in that horrible place to die. I tell you that even a lame horse will forgive and forgive, shiver into and lick the sugared palm until the bullet comes. The animal in you smells the storm and runs for higher ground. You want someone who is easy to forgive, so you give me roses and tell me how I look like your wife, shirt wet and stuck to my breast. My dark hair shaped into darker ringlets by the rain's small hands. When you came home, she called you broken and slammed the door, sudden as a gunshot. The neighbors heard it all, pretended otherwise. Fat raindrops dropped away at the slanted metal roof. In the morning, you found a section of gutter pulled loose from the house, the flooded rose garden. Your mind is a shattered leg you cannot stand on. I am not your wife, and all I can give you are stories from books and small words now and then like sugar cubes. Sinatra sings from the television in the parlor with your brother's voice. Ginger Rogers dances black and white in your wife's high heels. The stars look down from space, little daggers aimed straight at your panting heart. The night will do what I cannot. Excellent, Amber. Thank you so much for uh, calling in. Thank you for entering the contest. Do you, do you enter a lot of contests? or? Uh, this year I have. I haven't, uh, I haven't in the past, no. Cool. Well, um, you you must be thrilled. Um, a lot of poems were entered, almost 500 poems, and, and your poem in the very first round of scoring rose to the very top. You have won. Um, so um, how cool is that? That's very cool. And thank you, Rick, for everything you do for the poetry community. I know you do a lot. Well, it keeps me off the streets. <laughs> so, yeah. So... Uh, <laughs> That's a good thing. I hope you weren't holding your breath for the entire hour. Oh my gosh. I, I was biting my I think I've bitten off all my nails. But I'm okay now. That's good. Well, um you should be thrilled. Uh you should you should uh take yourself out to a nice dinner or something and I'll pay you back uh with the uh, contest uh winnings that will be coming your way within the next week or so um as well. So thanks for calling in, uh, Amber. Um, I really appreciate it, and, uh, and and congratulations again. Okay, thanks. Bye. Bye. That was uh, Amber Decker from Hedgesville, West Virginia, the winner of the 2011 uh, Poetry Contest. How cool is that? We've never had the first-place winner uh, actually able to call in right then, so that that's just awesome. So uh, right now, ladies and gentlemen, a couple things are going to happen. Uh, <laughs> a, I'm going to end the show in about two minutes. Uh, But right now I've posted the winners of the contest. All three poems can be read um, at PoetrySuperHighway.com. There's a link on the very front uh, Poetry Superhighway page. You can read all three of those top three scoring poems. Um, And um, if you missed any of this show, you can also go back and uh, to the the Poetry Superhighway page on Poetry Superhighway or at Blog Talk Radio and listen to the whole thing. A few other people were able to call in and read their poems, and it was cool to listen to. We had a great conversation with Chris Emerson, uh, one of the judges of the contest, who gave us some great uh, insights as well. Um, So uh, that is uh, pretty cool. And um, then also... um, uh, 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 I'm going to send out the Poetry Superhighway newsletter, and um, it is going to be uh, – uh, all the uh, winners will be announced right in the right there, and you can uh, read more about them there. If you're not on the email list, uh, feel free to get on it. All you have to do is go to uh, PoetrySuperhighway.com and click on email list, and you can add your email to it right there. Our next show will be on December 13th. It's a Sunday at 2 o'clock p.m. Pacific time. 
and uh, it will be an open reading, the PSH Live open reading, and you're more than welcome to call in and read your poetry. Um, thanks so much, everyone, for making this such a successful contest. I'm so thrilled uh, that you all listened and, and called in, etc. Have a great rest of your day, everyone. Congratulations to all the winners.